Putin's war of choice displaced 10 million Ukrainians and another 10 million became refugees. Since the first day of the full-scale war, Ukrainians have been relocating to safer places. Today we will talk about what solutions have been found to comfort those who flee the country and why it is so important for Ukraine to welcome them back after the victory. Hello and welcome, this is the Solutions from Ukraine podcast which is brought to you by the Rubrica Media Outlet. My name is Vladislav Faraponov, I am the co-host of this podcast and also an analyst at Internews Ukraine, a Ukrainian media NGO. And I am happy to be joined by my colleague Anastasia Rudenko, who is editor-in-chief of the independent all-Ukrainian Rubrica Media Outlet. And before we start, let me remind you that you can support us at Patreon, at patreon.com slash rubrica. So, hello, Nastya. It is good that you are back. Indeed, hello. Really excited to be back. So, today's topic is in some way not relevant to the two of us personally, as as we are in Ukraine, but is, it is relevant to many Ukrainians. And um, uh, first, we have to say that all of us faced a tough choice at the beginning of the full-scale war, uh, actually, which is approaching its uh, first anniversary to go somewhere or not. And I really don't want to sound rude or blame those who left uh, the country, but I'm proud that we stayed and uh, the majority of our friends were... um, Also, we can say that uh, uh, even if they left the country, they are back now. At the same time, we have to assume that everyone's circumstances are different. So different opportunities and challenges as always, and um, actually I would say that uh, during the war it accelerates really so much. Yes, this is a factor. But I would like to discuss more about the children, because they are one of the most important factors why people left the country. We don't have such statistics, but among our friends and colleagues, it is more common for women, girls uh, left with children, as the vast majority of men are prohibited to leave the country until they are 60 years old. In that sense, Rubrica analyzed the current state of affairs of schooling in Ukraine and abroad talked to the head of the Ukrainian distance school, which we will explain later, and gathered alternative solutions for children who want to simultaneously get a foreign and Ukrainian education. So we have talked to those experienced all of it. For example, Natalia is from Kiev. At the beginning of March 2022, she left with her two children for Estonia, where she is still staying. Her eldest daughter is 11 years old. In Ukraine, the girl studied in the uh, fifth grade, was an excellent student and played tennis professionally for seven years. But with the beginning of a full-scale war, the previous life had to be abandoned. When they arrived in Estonia, they first tried to study online at our school in Kyiv, expecting to return home quickly. Then it became clear that they needed to go to a local school. 
Estonia's uh, laws prescribe that children must go to school. Actually, it is uh, also the same as in Ukraine. Yes, so the family prioritizes studying Ukrainian history, language and culture and continued education in a Ukrainian school online. Her mother says that she immediately rejected thoughts about giving the child only an Estonian education. There was an option to get the homeschooling or the so-called family form of education. The mother says it is challenging to organize family education in their situation. She works full-time and has another young child. During the testing period, teachers from Ukraine sent 12 test papers that had to be completed within three days. At the same time, a girl didn't want to miss Estonian school, because she learns everything in a foreign language anyway, so it is tough for her to catch up. She wrote all those tests, but she was under such severe stress that the mother simply did not recognize her daughter. Natalia shares with us. Yeah, and it is really understandable. And uh, and moreover, in my view, this this uh, case, this uh, situation is really typical. Like, um, especially uh, during... Uh, this horrible war, um, I would say no Ukrainian would uh, refuse uh, basically losing contact with friends, teachers and everything they they got uh, they got used to do even online. Uh, so it is like um, a mental uh, psychological connection uh, uh, with Ukraine for them. So, Let's get um, to the education itself because it is really an interesting issue that uh, that really uh, impacts uh, how those Ukrainian children uh, how they see the world, how they uh, how they behave right now, and uh, um, basically what will happen to them in a couple of years. Actually, one may ask uh, how to continue education if neither the family form. Of schooling, no, the usual one suits uh, uh, the family. So, the Ukrainian Ministry of Education and Science uh, they offered uh, a solution which they uh, launched uh, in uh, in 2020 when when the uh, the COVID pandemic was um, in place. Uh, the solution is called All Ukrainian Online School. The, uh, it is a format of the Mm, all Ukrainian uh, school that involves uh, actually registration on a platform with video lessons for students of all grades and all school topics from uh, around uh, 20 school subjects. Uh, For example, I know um, actually some teachers who, who were recording uh, those videos for, for this platform and uh, I remember that uh, actually my younger brother, like uh, he was, um, he was watching this uh, online school. But for him, uh, actually back then, it wasn't really necessary because uh, uh, he was studying in his school online. So, um, so basically, it was created in in two thousand twenty uh, as uh, an opportunity for those uh, whose school. Uh, basically cannot uh, 
operate online uh, properly. So the platform uh, allows children to take tests and uh, and also write independent and uh, basically uh, some some test papers like a child can create a schedule of their of of his or her educational process on the platform uh, but like it's a disadvantage i would say is that the resource um, uh, it has been designed more as a structured database of educational materials so a student will not be able to communicate with uh, with his or her teacher as uh, it usually happens and more importantly in that context in my view it is that there is no communication between his or her peers uh, in the classroom absolutely so to give you a sense of what is going on with the case we would like to once again state how much of the population left the country Today, millions of Ukrainians have either lost their homes physically or are unable to return there because of constant enemy shelling and destroyed infrastructure. In addition, right now there is constant power outages since October, when Russia first attacked Ukraine's energy infrastructure. So, despite the fake effect that a large portion portion of Ukrainians returned home, it is not the case even for half of them. As of late December last year, more than 7.8 million refugees from Ukraine were registered in Europe. More than, uh, like, almost 7 million citizens became inter- internally displaced in our country, and more than half of them have been in this status for more than six months. Yeah, so, and it, it is also interesting in that context, like, from a, from a historical perspective, that the war is not a, a migration reason. It's the, it is a time when people are... Um, are evaluating their values and they want to get back home as they have nearly lost their psychological connection with their places of living, their places of childhood and and others. And um, I would say it, it is also one of the reasons why we hear every time we talk to our friends and colleagues who are abroad like uh, that they are looking forward to the time when uh, they uh, they either can go home safely or they just uh, uh, just basically come to Ukraine for a short period of time and uh, and perhaps uh, and perhaps go uh, actually go back again but uh, still uh, like all of them they are dreaming about this moment and i would say uh, it can be also because of they are really proud of how ukraine's armed forces um, um, are resisting uh, to the russian aggression so therefore the solution can be seen as the following understand and support in school in the streets when ukrainians go protesting and in many other places there is a saying in Ukraine which was developed only during the war. Uh, actually, no matter basically what you are doing, uh, only the impact of your action matters. So, like, it means that 
and no one will blame you like if you are in the occupied uh, actual territory or not if you are in the army or not uh, like um, everything that that uh, really matters uh, right now is uh, how your actions um, are bringing us closer to the victory I want to tell that uh, we have asked a psychologist how to cope with the stress and how people react to the war. Lyudmila Romanenka, a psychologist and supervisor of the Center for Psychosocial Rehabilitation of Kiev Mohila Academy of Ukraine, one of the oldest universities in the country, says that the most difficult includes teenagers. Simply because, in addition to all the challenges of forced migration, the difficulties of the teenage period are added. Besides, if a child does not know the language of the country where they moved, this becomes an additional stressful factor. The second category comprises people from active combat areas who saw shelling, destruction and perhaps death were under occupation or had been hiding in cold basements for weeks. For them, adaptation in a new place is complicated by a previous traumatic experience which they haven't coped with yet. Yes, and um, I would just add that this uh, psychologist, um, which uh, which Nastya was talking about, um, she lived and worked uh, with the displaced persons in the frontline town in the Luhansk region for eight years. Uh, So uh, it is um, also one of the reasons why her uh, opinion is credible in this matter. And uh, after the full-scale invasion, she left their home um, and now they live uh, actually near the capital of Ukraine. So she talks about the challenges of uh, the the forced evacuation, not only from an expert point of view, but also based on her own experience. And... According to her, like refugees say that people in foreign countries uh, sincerely try su- to support Ukrainians. But it seems that people in, in Europe in particular, and I would say even in Europe, because like we tend to think that actually Europe understands the challenges uh, that uh, that uh, the Russian aggression uh, actually posed to the to the continent in general and for for the Europeans. But she says, like, um, in particular in Europe, uh, people cannot fully understand what uh, Ukrainians feel. And because of this, the feeling of loneliness and uh, in some way de- detachment from the roots only grows. Well, that's a valid point. Indeed, those who have not been directly affected by the war cannot fully feel what you feel. Not because they are hurtless, of course, but simply because they do not have the relevant experience. So she gave some pieces of advice to those seeking comfort abroad. It sounds like it to integrate into the community's life to the extent that it is comfortable for people and their child. And do little things that will support you with inner strengths and thus create a resource for adaptation. Yes, yeah, so obviously like uh, we can think of some some basic things in in that regard, like uh, parents perhaps cannot demand uh, 
having super success in in studies of their children as it is really hard to get to know new people at once under stress and 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 other issues uh, not uh, to mention the the language and uh, others so so nasa basically we, what kind of solutions can we offer to uh, to to this problem to this case first of all support ukrainians wherever they are it means abroad in ukraine financially if you can verbally the same applies to assisting ukrainians in arranging some protests to advocate for more aid to ukraine and more sanctions against russia even many big companies still operate in russia so the war is not over and just today as we are making this episode russia launched 70 missiles across ukraine yes so stay with us and uh, and support us at patreon it, it will help us produce more independent actual podcasting and reporting which will result in more help to ukraine uh, win this hard but important war